Hi, babes. I'm Lauren Smith, also known as the sorority nutritionist. I'm a weight loss coach and registered dietitian that knows exactly how to help you lose 10, 20, 30, or more pounds all while having fun. I've gained and lost 20 pounds on my own and now help hundreds of women from around the world look and feel amazing by following my proven framework. Welcome back to another episode of the Sorority Nutritionist Podcast. Today, I am here with such an amazing fit babe. Oh my goodness, talk about a sweetheart. I'm here with Alex. She is a 32-year-old mom of a super, super cute four-year-old boy, and she lives in good old Jacksonville, Florida, where I used to live too. She works full-time in healthcare, and if there's one thing I want you to know about Alex is that she is so passionate about helping others and so empathetic. With this in mind, she decided to pursue sorority nutritionist weight loss and small group coaching to get her confidence back, even though she's all about helping other people. And now she finally fits back into her clothing. So welcome, Alex. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I am so pumped. Your story is incredible. So I first want to just dive right in. Where did you start off to where you are now? Like your journey has been so epic to watch. Can you describe your journey a little bit more to the listeners? Yeah, sure. So at the beginning of 2020, I would say is probably the lowest point that I've hit in terms of weight. I gained the most weight that I ever had, you know, outside of pregnancy, which for me was 121.6 pounds to be exact, which on a 5'1 little frame really felt like a lot to me. And I felt like I didn't feel comfortable in my clothes. I was buying bigger and bigger, you know, work pant sizes, which didn't feel good. And like you said, everything else kind of came first, my husband, my son, my work, and I was kind of on the back burner. So I felt pretty shitty. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I felt pretty shitty. And, and I finally said to myself, you know, when am I going to actually make a change here? Like I want to make a change, but when am I going to actually do it? So finally in March, I decided to reach out to you and I felt very brave doing it. very ready. I was so excited. You probably maybe remember from my call, I was just like so pumped to have someone in my corner and started the program in April. But I think I lost two or three pounds before it even started because I was just so excited to begin that I started, you know, using my fitness pal and tracking my calories. And here I am, you know, we're in what? August and I'm in the 10 pound down club and I'm at 111. So I'm super, super pumped. So amazing. So inspirational. Oh my goodness, Alex, like literally your story has been incredible. And to know also like it's been a couple months even since you quote unquote graduated from coaching and you know doing this on your own, which is something I actually want to spend a little time talking about because so often we think of like when we're in the in the diet, we're actively trying to lose weight. But I mean, you're at the point where you're maintaining, which is like so badass. I mean, that's the goal, right? How yeah. has that been? How has that process been going from focusing so much on weight loss to now like you're you're doing it? You're at your goal weight. Yeah. So I had no idea how that was going to go, but I think you know I got really used to the calorie tracking, and I felt like, oh, I'm never going to stop this. This is so easy. I can do it forever. I'll always know what my calories are. But when the program ended, I realized, okay, I have like a similar breakfast every day. I know what how many calories my breakfast is, so I didn't really have to keep tracking my breakfast. And sometimes I track like lunch and dinner. But as I've just kind of gone on, it's become more of a lifestyle, which is exactly what my goal was. I wanted to live a healthy, balanced lifestyle. 
So I feel like I'm like living my dream right now (laughs) because I'm able to maintain it. And I'm just, I'm so, so happy. I'm finally feeling comfortable. That is wild. And I think that's super inspirational to the women out there at the beginning of their journey, or maybe they're in like the depths of their journey right now, maybe thinking that they want to give up or they're frustrated. And we're going to get all into that because I mean, everyone, including you on your journey, you know, struggles with that feeling of like, am I going to actually achieve my goal? But I actually want to rewind back to the beginning of your journey and some of the struggles you faced when you first began. Do you remember some of those biggest hurdles when like, you first began coaching, you first began tracking your calories, you know, the first couple of weeks of, of doing it? Yeah, I mean, I think my biggest two hurdles, I would say the one, the biggest one is emotional eating. I didn't really realize how much I use food to cope with everything. You know, if I was celebrating something, if I was really down, if there was a hard event coming up, you know, I was kind of coping with it through food. So actually seeing that not on paper, because we use my fitness pal, but seeing that and being like, wait a minute, like, why am I doing this now? And being able to figure that out, that was really helpful, but it was hard. It was really hard to kind of overcome that. And I would say the other struggle that I had which was huge, was the all or nothing mindset. You know, if I really slacked off and I ate too many brownies, I just felt like, you know, F it, I screwed up. You know, why did I pay money for this program? I'm screwing it up. I'm not doing it right. No, just so disappointed in myself when I really, after the group, realized, you know, okay, it's a mistake. You just get right back up and you try again. If I have like a party or something, not during COVID, but if I was going to something on a Friday night, I'd be like, oh yeah, I can eat whatever I want all day Friday instead of realizing no, like every little choice matters. So I feel like I've just learned so much, but I would say those are two hurdles. So now if I make a mistake and maybe I do do a whole Friday day of eating like crap, I know that Saturday doesn't have to continue like that. I can just pick it back up and get back on. That is so important to know, I think, whether or not you're trying to lose weight. And it's so important when you're even maintaining your weight so you don't go back into the ways that you were before and regain that weight back. Now, for the listeners out there, the all or nothing mindset that Alex is talking about is really that idea of like, you're either eating perfect and amazing and you're doing everything the most perfect way possible, or you are literally sucking and you're failing and you get a big fat F when it comes to your diet and your weight loss goals. And The reality is there's no passing or failing a diet. You know, I guess you can consider passing or failing, meaning either you either win and you pass and you lose weight or you fail and you don't pass and you either maintain the weight that you're at that you're not comfortable with or you lose weight. But really, when it comes to our food choices, there is no passing and failing. You know, there are better decisions and, you know, not as amazing decisions. And at the Sorority Nutritionist, I like to really call it more like fun decisions, right? They're intentional choices that might be higher in calorie, might not be the most nutritious, but that doesn't mean you failed because you enjoyed Chick-fil-A with your family or you had a cookie because you love baking cookies with your son. Like that is not failure, that's living. And it's more about how can we fit that into your weekly calorie average than, oh my God, Alex dropped the ball. She's a failure. She's going to gain weight back. And I think that's so amazing how you described overcoming that. Thank you. It's amazing. Now, thinking back to the programs you were on before you pursued calorie tracking in this balanced way, what were some of those diets that you, dare I say, fell victim to? So I don't know if you want to keep this in or not, but I never dieted before this program. I remember you telling me in our first call, you were like, 
oh my gosh, you're going to be like my easiest client ever because I don't have to like undo anything. I just get to start with a clean slate. I never really struggled with my weight until after I had my son, but I did start going to Orange Theory and I got what I thought was into the best shape of my life until I got a back injury. So after, you know, having to stop Orange Theory and never being able to go back, I just started putting the weight on and putting the weight on. And when I was doing that exercise program, I wasn't eating well because I was burning over 500 calories every single workout. So I really didn't need to really watch what I was eating. And so as soon as that stopped, I was in big, big trouble. And yeah, so I never really dieted. I just hardcore exercise like four or five days a week for probably a year and a half to two years. And yeah, so as soon as I stopped, it just all came on. I think it was three months after I had my son that I was the same weight I was in January. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think when we're thinking about diets, usually we think of Whole30, keto, paleo, fasting, Weight Watchers, smoothie juice cleanse. I mean, I don't know. You insert the diet. We think of the food aspect of things. But I think a almost silent diet that is killing your weight loss goals is this idea of exercising and not caring about your nutrition side of things. That almost is like this silent diet. When I think of diet, I mean like a weight loss program where, you know, we're, we're going so ham, you know, so crazy with the exercise. And it's almost, you know, we're doing that first before the diet component of things and we can get away with it. And you may even see results. I mean, Alex, you saw amazing results with Orange Theory and I love OTF. I used to work there, guys, if you didn't know that about me. But I think the issue we get in is eventually life changes happen. You get busier. You can't keep up with it. The gym closes. Coronavirus happens. And I think coronavirus and the pandemic and staying at home was almost such an amazing catalyst for so many women out there because it really showed you like you have to get the diet right and then use the exercise to kind of enhance that process. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people have that backwards. They think as long as I'm exercising and doing this, you know, I'm healthy. But really healthy health comes from the kitchen and it comes from balance. It's everything all together. So yeah. Amen to that. That is amazing. What were some of the biggest changes you made in your diet over the past few months that really, really resulted in this weight loss for you? I think a really big change would be portion size. I never really cared about portion size before. I just put whatever I wanted on that plate and I ate it all. So I've, you know, through the program, learned what a normal portion is, how to look at labels, eating more protein and more vegetables. I've never eaten more protein and veggies in my whole life, especially the vegetable part. I was vegged out. You remember? I was like, I'm so sick of veggies. Yeah, let's talk about that actually. So you got super vegged out on your journey. And for those of you listening to this, you're like, what the hell is vegged out? Vegged out means you are so sick and tired of the veggies because you know they're really important on your journey. So thinking back to getting like vegged out and feeling like blah when it comes to your diet, what did you do to overcome that? So you can stick to the plan long term. Yeah, so I got some really good ideas from the group, the Facebook group in the program. And I use different seasonings and some dressings or sauces even because they can all fit as long as you, you make it fit. 
So that really helped. And also just changing it up, even though I felt like I was eating, you know, a diverse group of vegetables, I was still like staying in my same vegetable corner. So kind of branching out and trying different things. I tried frozen, I tried fresh, I tried it with olive oil, I tried it with avocado oil. I mean, I just tried them every different way. And that helped me a lot. Yeah. And that way you don't get bored. I think that's one of the biggest things and and the biggest struggle a lot of women face when they are quote unquote dieting and actively trying to lose weight. It's almost like you forget that there's so many different ways to prepare food. There's different types of foods out there. I mean, any cuisine you want, how the F can we make that fit? It's just about, you know, finding how to balance it out and, and making it, you know, delicious for you. And I think when you are getting like super stuck on eating the same foods and kind of in a rut, that's when you kind of need to reignite your almost like relationship with food and find, you know, other things that are going to make food exciting again, because I mean, honestly, there are going to be days when, you know, you aren't excited about food, but if every day you're dreading what you're eating, I mean, girlfriend, you're not going to stick to that long-term. Yeah. You got to get creative. Absolutely. Yeah. Creativity in the kitchen. That's the word I'm looking for here. Yeah. Amazing. Now, Alex, you hit the 10 pounds down club. I am like still waving over here. My hands are up in the air, guys. In, in terms of your journey, your journey, you went from 121 to 111, right? We see this progression, you know, your progress pictures are epic. But what we don't see in those photos is the challenges you faced on your journey. I think that's something I really like to highlight on on this podcast and just with, you know, my client's success because, you know, there's always going to be a barrier. It's not just like you lose weight perfectly every week. You feel amazing. Like, yes, you know, many of my clients do feel amazing 99.9% of the time, but it would be weird if you never, you know, had a plateau or didn't lose as much weight one week and it, you know, mentally affect you. What were some of those challenges, if you remember back on your journey that you faced? Some of my challenges, just so many challenges. <laughs> really? So many, which I mean, yeah. on a surface level, we would never even think that, Alex. Yeah, but I think, like I talked about with the emotional eating and the all or nothing mindset and, you know, trying to balance everyday life and putting yourself first for once, that is a, that is a challenge for me. I just am, it's not the type of person that I am. And it's only now that I truly understand that I invested in myself. Like I invested in my health and in my future and I'm going to be a better mom because of it. You know, I'm going to teach my son to be a healthy, balanced, confident kid. And I feel like I needed that in my own self. So that was a big struggle for me. I mean, it's hard to explain, but it's something that I battled with every day, you know, during the program. Like, my son and my husband eat total kid food. And I, I typically don't, but I don't always make the healthiest choices, even in my adult food. <laughs> so getting creative and making healthier foods and trying to incorporate some of that into their plates, that was a challenge. I didn't talk about this earlier, but I used to eat like double dinners. I would come home with like 15 minutes before I had to get my son and I'd be like, I'm going to eat dinner in quiet by myself. And then I would eat dinner in quiet by myself, but then I'd pick him up and then I'd make dinner for him and my husband. And then I'd be eating another dinner because I just couldn't say no with the food in front of me. That was a big challenge to overcome. And there were certain days where I had a little bite of his bagel bite. But you know, one day at a time, one little choice at a time, one calorie at a time, that's all you can do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, just like, uh, it's almost like a mantra we say in the group program, as you know, 
you know, it, it's all about one, one meal, one day at a time. And I, I love your sentiment of one calorie at a time, because we can only focus on that present moment. Oftentimes we think so much in the future and the stress of everything, but you can only focus on right now. And even if you do mess up, you know, you have that next meal to try to make a better decision, to try to get more on track. When you did get off track, Alex, how did you lift yourself back up? Because that shit's hard. When you know you overeat a food, and you know, for me in my history, I think of ice cream. Like there have been countless times. You know, I love ice cream, Lauren. You love ice cream too. Yes, I'm sure this has happened to you and all the listeners out there too. But when you're trying to lose weight and you have that moment in like in the kitchen where you just go for that food and you're like, F it in that moment, like you don't even care. You're like, I just want it so bad. But then immediately after you're like, shit, man, like I feel really bad about it. Have you experienced that? And if so, how did you get back on track? Oh, yeah. I would say who hasn't experienced that? I feel like we all do when we're trying hard to do something, especially with food. I'm such a big foodie, too. So I love food. So I'm not one to just, you know, only eat boring food. I like brownies and cookies and ice cream. Those Yasso bars or however you say it. But I think bars are where it's at. It's not sponsored, but I love it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) good. But yeah, I would say, um, how did I pick myself back up? I just I used the Facebook group during our program to get support. You know, you supported me so much. And I would say my progress pictures. So I would look back. I was one who did not want to take the progress picture when I started because I was just not feeling myself. I'm like, why am I going to take a picture at my lowest point? I look like crap. I can't even put clothes on. But I'm so glad that I did. I'm so glad that I did it, you know, often, because I could look back when I was feeling down, like, oh, my God, I'm such a failure. You know, I can't believe I messed this whole thing up. And then I'd look at my pictures and be like, wait a minute, you know, one bad choice or one bad day is not going to define me and the progress that I've made. So I'm just going to continue on and I'm going to get back up and try again. And I'm going to take my next progress picture and hopefully it's better than the last. All you can do is hope, right? But then also the hope accompanied by the work that you put in. Oh, yeah. And, you, know, you earned your, your results in the 10 pounds down club and, you know, really those progress photos. And I think it is ironic at your lowest point, but highest weight, we have to take that initial progress photo. And I love that you're also sitting there encouraging other women, just like, you know, I like to do as well to take that photo because it's the hardest photo you'll ever take. But it's honestly one of the most important photos because it's where you're starting off at. If you don't have a a starting point for you to compare yourself to, how the F are you going to know if you're making progress? Right. And it's not your progress is not always on the scale, as you always preach. You know, it's body composition. And I was one who didn't want to take that picture. But hey, now you're posting it all over the internet. I'm allowing you to. So I feel like that just speaks volumes in itself. Yeah. I can't tell you how many women just similar to you are like petrified, mortified at the thought of their photo being on the internet. But then they realize, wow, like when they go through their journey, they feel proud of who they've become. And it's so much deeper than that because you're also now empowering other women that they can freaking do it too. Just like you being here today, like there's a million Alexes out there that (laughs) are struggling and that are, are moms and at their highest weight after, you know, exercising and gaining that weight back. And you know, other people can do it too. I was you, I was you not too long ago as well. 
Yeah, we all struggle with similar things. You know, every time I have a struggle, I think I'm not the only person in the world who's going through this. And especially in your program, you know, being in your group setting in the Facebook group, you have those women who are there to motivate you and pick you back up when you fall. And I'm going to lie, I cried in one of our little um, Zoom calls. I was so embarrassed, but it really, it helped me so much to get that emotion out because the support that I got from other people is exactly what I needed to, you know, pick myself back up and get back on track. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now on your journey, I mean, knowing you so personally, Alex, I know you had lost weight. There were some plateaus along the way, but overall you had a really great trajectory. You know, if I was to show your weight loss graph, you know, it it went down in a really great way that was motivating to you. But there was a point on your journey where you had accomplished a lot of your goals. You saw a lot of success and it's not that you even just plateaued, but you realize your priorities needed to change from just weight loss to fat loss. And I remember we had that conversation on a group call. And for other women that are at that point on that journey where, you know, it might not just be about that number going down and they're, they're getting closer to their goal weight, but it's more about getting stronger, which I know is such a word that you used in our group calls that you wanted to feel stronger. And it wasn't just about the weight loss. How did you navigate going from focusing on weight loss and that number as on the scale as that indicator of progress to then using those progress photos and how you feel as an indication of getting stronger and losing fat, if that makes sense? Yeah, so it wasn't easy. I can say that because when you're trying to lose weight, you know, you're so focused on that number. But what I realized with the program is that it was not really about weight, you know, per se. It was about everything and body composition. There were weeks where I took a progress photo and it looked like I had lost five pounds and I really hadn't lost anything. I had just gotten stronger because I started doing the strength training. So I think it is a mindset shift that you have to make and it's not easy to do it, but you, you really have to use your progress pictures and just how you're fitting in your clothes to kind of guide you and and navigate the waters for you when you are shifting and you are starting to, you know, lift weights and start toning up after you've lost some weight, you know, time to make things a little tighter. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when Alex says make things tighter. And something that I haven't addressed on this podcast yet, but when we are switching from weight loss to fat loss, the scale may not change as much. And it's not because muscle is heavier than fat. It just takes up a different amount of space. So you could have five pounds of muscle and five pounds of fat. And that's that traditional picture. You guys may or may not have seen it on the internet. I've shown this example on my story a few times. But if you have five pounds of fat versus muscle, they will weigh the same on the scale. However, how much room they take up is vastly different. So that's why your weight may not change too much or God forbid, maybe it goes up a pound. But if you're losing body fat and either maintaining or gaining muscle with, you know, eating the proper amount of calories, getting in your protein, doing the strength training, you know, living an active lifestyle, eating the veggies, you know, all these different things, you will have a change in body composition which is, I would argue, far better than weight loss. Like I love weight loss. I'm a weight loss dietitian. But when you get the point of that last 5, 10, even 15 pounds where you can start seeing, you know, even if, even if you have to lose 50 pounds, to be quite honest, if you can see that body composition change, your clothes are going to fit different. You're going to feel lighter. You're going to feel more toned. You may, you know, feel like you've lost cellulite and, you know, you, you just feel tighter. And that's really part of this journey. It's not as much about that number on the scale. It's about how you look and feel. 100%. Absolutely. 
Now, for someone new to this journey that has never dieted before, like just like you, what advice would you give to that person knowing they are completely blindsided? Like they have never really had to switch up their diet drastically for their weight loss and their goals. So it can feel super overwhelming. What would you say to that woman? I would say that this sounds cheesy, but it's either, you know, one day I'm going to do this or day one and you have to choose. And by the time you feel like you're at your lowest point, if you're ready, you're going to make that choice. And you don't have to dive in and just be perfect. I mean, we're never, nobody's perfect, right? So you just kind of dip your toe in, see how it feels, and then you go from there. So it can be, at least for me, I felt like it was a slow and steady process. And I feel like that's kind of what you preach to is like those programs where you lose weight so fast, you know, 20 pounds in a month, it's not sustainable. So ease into it one calorie at a time, like I said, and my fitness pal was really helpful. And I had never used it before. And it was really easy. It's such an easy app to use. And so calorie tracking wasn't super scary. It sounds scary. But once you start, it's not that bad. And I think that's to be said for anything, anything that you do, it's never as hard as you really think it's going to be. And you can get through anything. That is so freaking inspirational, Alex. I'm amped up over here. And I think the best thing I heard in all of your amazing statement was it could either be day one or one either day. one day or day one. Yeah. yeah, one day or day one. And I think that's so true. We push off our day one constantly. Yeah. We push it off because we don't think we're good enough. It feels too hard. It is hard because, you know, when you first start something new, it is going to be harder than when you're in the groove of it and you understand it. But just because we push off that day one doesn't mean that has to be the reality for you. You can make your day one today. Right. And I would say, just start, just do it. And you will be able to accomplish whatever you put your mind to. So amazing, Alex. Well, first off, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Is there any last words of wisdom you would leave for the Fit Babes out there? I think I would just say to go for it. If you've been scrolling through and you've been thinking about making a change, then you know, now is the time. Don't wait any longer. You know, you want to feel confident and beautiful and you are special and it's your time to shine. It's your time to shine, baby, to get that hot bod bikini mom picture. <laughs> That's Love right. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Alex. Thank you. Bye guys. Looking to lose 10, 20, or 30 pounds? You are not alone. I've transformed women to become fit babes all around the world with my proven method. Apply for my group coaching program at thesororitynutritionist.com.